Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Fernando Alonso. Happy birthday to you. To the pit stop podcast, what a race! What a race! I say that wasn't as quite exciting as I thought it maybe could have been. Okay, what a weekend! What a weekend! What a weekend is the perfect way to put it. Many phenomenal things that happened. I just want to give a massive, belated happy birthday before we go any further. We love a happy birthday to Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso. I don't know how old the guy is. Forty something. He looks about <laughs> eighteen. Still. He's going to be racing for another twenty years, but. Fernando Alonso, happy birthday to you. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough of that. <laughs> Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. Here we are. That was an epic weekend full of fun and adventure. Oscar Piastri led some laps in Formula One. This <laughs> is a rookie. Now. A rookie, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Ever since coming... I can't really say that ever since coming on the Pit Stop Podcast, can I? This guy's been a machine. No, but you do say that every part about every. I am so proud Just to of let you know, fact. guys, we had Oscar on the podcast. <laughs> you know how proud of that I am? And the fact that he came on before he signed with McLaren. That episode is like a timepiece. Isn't it, really? It's yeah. never going to happen again, that conversation before his first F1 race. And now look at him. He's going to be a world champion! Bit of a shame about what happened in the feature race. That we'll dive shame. into that. But yeah, the sprint race. Oscar dove into it. Oscar, or such a Or was it G. Oscar's fault? Fab did a bit. Fabian Nui did a bit of review on yeah. the footage online. And we'll I definitely did. be getting into that. I did indeed, because I was not happy. You um, weren't happy, were We you? watched the post-race clips of both him and Carlos. And mm. yeah, heated up a little bit of Carlos' side, I think. so. I can't wait for your opinion on that. But before we go any further, Jake, boys, I've got a little present for you. Thank you very much. I, I would love a present. Let me just get these out of here. There you go, oh, my friend. Yes. Thank you very, uh, very much. cold bottle of Heineken Silver. Perfect. Thank you very much. Once again, Heineken Silver are sponsoring this episode of the podcast. They are indeed. Which is amazing. It's amazing, guys. Massive shout out to Heineken Silver for sponsoring the pod. Let's crack them. There you go, buddy. Oh, God. Two attempts, but he's made it. He's made it. Cheers, fella. Cheers. Ah. Oh, that's that good stuff. Perfect for a race review. Lovely and smooth. Super smooth indeed, and it's only 4%. It is only 4%. A lovely, lovely beer. For those of you who want to give it a try, your local bars, go down, get yourself a Heineken Silver. Feels just like you're on holiday. A lovely it's beer. It's a perfect summer drink, whether you're having a barbecue, just kicking about with some mates down the park. It's just as good satire on the sofa, though. It doing our podcast. It really Absolutely is. Absolutely lovely. But guys, please, please enjoy Heineken Silver responsibly. And when you drive, never drink. Visit bedrinkaware.co.uk. 800 Grand Prix for Williams as well. So massive shout out to Williams. Well done, Williams. What an achievement. Grand Prix. Nearly clapped it. Should we clap? Yeah. Well, what's the uh, record? Is, is that a record? What the team record? Is that the most any team has ever done? Well, I don't know. Because otherwise it's, a it's big just going to be clapping every week, isn't it? 801, well done. Oh, 800 no, is a big milestone. So, so well done, yes, Williams. well done, well done. That is... I, I've received some information about Williams. Ferrari would have done more than that. I bumped into a friend. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. This person knows James Vowles or is Ooh. at least, you know, has been around James Vowles. And they couldn't say enough good things about James Vowles. Yeah. Now, 
team boss, whatever, like these guys are clearly very hard working. They have to be razor sharp and focused on what they're doing. You don't expect them to be entertainers, do I want to say? I'm not really sure, but they're a team boss. You you guys, you understand what I'm saying. But apparently he's... Serious. You expect them to be really serious. Yeah. Apparently he's a great guy, like funny, like gives the time of day to everyone. I didn't didn't expect that because I've seen some of the post-race stuff that he does on their Instagram and stuff and... Whatever he's talking about, you know, it's kind of very formal. But yeah, heard he's a great he's guy. He's had a big career and been through a lot of different processes and positions to get Has to where he, he is. Maybe yeah. you could shine a light on a few oh, things that shit. he's done. I thought I'd say something smart and I just can't back it up. He was at Mercedes. He was at McLaren. Mercedes for a while, Yeah, wasn't he? He was important there. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but what I'm saying is... I've seen loads of clips as well with him, like talking to kids, doing interviews, explaining stuff. He just seems great in like all events. And I feel like he's the kind of person a team can really get behind. You'd feel like you trust your principal, easy to come across. I, I'm excited for Williams. Yeah. Uh, it'd be good to see what they can do. And when someone says someone about that, about a person, whatever, mm. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but... When, when people talk about other people when they're not there, yeah, it shows a lot. Like It makes me want to get them on the pod. So James Vows, if you're listening... Mm-hmm. Or anyone from Williams that could potentially make it happen. Yeah, would love, to, would love to have James Vows on the pod. We've got the August break coming up now, guys. No racing for a few weeks. So That's true. Pit Stop has to entertain. And actually, we are starting it off pretty well because, well, this episode... Yesterday, we were at F1 Arcade, so this episode was a little bit delayed going up. But tomorrow, who are we filming with? We've got a big guest coming to the front. We have indeed. It's going to be... A familiar face. You guys have seen this person before. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but we're doing something a bit extra special. Oh, it's extra. We're leaving the... Fl- the golf is going to be used yeah. to take us somewhere. We're leaving Pit Stop HQ, a.k.a. the flat. Which means anything is possible. You never know what's going to happen when we leave the flat. Last episode, you and me were talking about pit crews, right? Yes. And do either side of the garage have two different pit crews? We know that they don't. Yeah. Or at least that's the conclusion that we came that's to. That's what we came to. And then we were trying to figure out... Well, we weren't sure, I think. was We were figuring it out. We were kind of... We were almost yeah, there. Yeah. We are trying to figure it out. Um, I had a vital piece of information come through. Is it vital? Is from, it a, from a very... How reliable? F- no, from a very, very credible source. Okay, okay yeah. Yeah, this person knows their stuff about okay. Formula 1, trust me. They said that they do tests. They test the pit crew... To find out who's gonna who's gonna do it, basically. So all the pit crew in the garage, they will be tested to see who can do the pit stop the fastest. I assume. Oh, that is a credible source. Yeah, it's, so you wow. see that? That's yeah, a really credible source. They test the pit crew um, and whoever I guess is the fastest, and I guess they do it off like who's strongest. You know, who can be the quickest, who can lift the tires. Who so can... like a mini Olympics. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So and you win a chance to be on the team, pretty much. There's like a shootout. That's cool. I want. They should do tryouts for it, shouldn't they? No, but someone listening will work at one of the teams, and this is your chance to get pit stop down for the day that you do the <laughs> test and see if we're quicker than your team. Because if we are, we will work for free. I will do a whole season in Formula One at any team putting on Formula a Formula Two. I'll do it in Formula Two. Yeah. That'd be even harder. Only if we're quick enough. We have to earn the spot. But let us have a go, because trust me, me and Fab, when we put our mind to things, and we work in perfect synchrony as well, you'd, <laughs> we have, you'd have two people. Some would say in harmony. In harmony, yeah. <laughs> Anything we do sounds like a song. <laughs> so if any team wants Fab and Jake for free, you can have oh, us. We'll nearly start singing. And them. we'll share a hotel room, so that's cheaper for the ho- for the teams. Nearly went back a couple of months and started singing again. We can't be doing that. We haven't sung for a while. No, we haven't. Maybe it'll come out. <laughs> yeah, apparently, there's like they have they rarely any backups. 
So the pit crew is the pit crew. Like, really? I don't think they have many bad Imagine there was like loads of people got food poisoning and out of nowhere, Christian Horner's got to be changing the tyres on the Red Bull. I would love to see that <laughs> because he's probably, well, I think he'd struggle. Talking about pit crews, did you see what um, Max said on the radio to his Red Bull pit crew over the weekend? Absolutely killed me. No. Nope. Right, so Max is winning the race in Spa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he radios in saying, I could also push and we could do another stop for a little bit of pit stop training. Yeah. Whilst winning a bloody race, yeah. this guy says that. Yeah. He is... And bear in what? mind, when he said this, because I was checking the TV, I, I heard him say it live, he was 19 seconds ahead yeah, of Perez. Yeah, should I push? And I'm fairly sure one. a pit stop is like 21 seconds at Spa. Mm. So he would have had to have made up two seconds. He thought he could have done that. He clearly is unbelievable. We say this every week. I, I, I feel like we don't talk about Max enough, but then realistically, what is there to say? Everyone knows how great he is. But I did get his stats up in front of me because I just wanted to see. Because he's still young. He's 25. Mm. So I wanted to look at his percentages. It's mad. He is at a podium in over 50% of his races he's ever done in Formula wow. One. And you've got to bear in mind, he's still young. And that's just growing. So then that's going to get even more. It's just going to go up and up. The percentage yeah. is going to get higher. He's won 25% of his races ever. That is absolutely ridiculous. Wow. Points finishes in over 80%. And he's still young because he stepped straight in and started winning. 80% points finish. 80% point finishes, man. Wow. You that, know, Spa is his favourite track. Is it? Yeah. Well, he, he, he drove around there like it was his favourite track, mm. didn't he? I mean, when Oscar was leading, that, that was a, Oscar Piastri, man. I, for the whole weekend was just a machine to see him mm -hmm. in that sprint leading the grand prix the way mclaren did the pit and i know it only lasted a couple of laps but it was a couple of I laps know. that were great we'll dive into oscar but speaking of amazing people i wanted to speak about someone else who's amazing who's amazing outside of formula one who you why i'm joking oh <laughs> god i thought you were gonna say something nice for once. jake hughes set the world record for the indoor land speed 218.7 yeah at the formula e over kilometers the per hour yep yep shout out to jake hughes fantastic one of our boys jake's an amazing lad and uh wow what a record to have he's mm. got a world record like plaque that he can put up in his house now i would absolutely love a world record i'm sure there's something we can do one day do you know i've what always I think, looked though? online to see no, what the easiest ones mate, to be it's funny you say that because i think that we could beat that well in the golf around the car park not in the golf <laughs> but i think if we can't beat that i think there is a record that we can beat yeah. We tried it, didn't we? How on earth do you think we're going to be able to beat JQs? We don't have a Formula E car. We don't have a track. Yeah, good point. Yep. Maybe we go for something a bit more like how many spoons can you balance on your head or something. We've got to look at We've got to go through the website. My face the... isn't that isn't shaped enough. My face is just like a, it's just round, like a Satsuma. Well, to get spoons on it. We could try another house. It needs to be object. angular, doesn't it, to put the spoons on. How many forks? You've got to look like Edward Cullen to <laughs> the spoons on. Well, think of something. We could break a world record here. This is our chance. But no, yeah, straight into this weekend. We've got the F3 to talk about. I'll go there with Gabby. We said he could have won the championship this weekend. He now needs one point in the final race. And we had a message. Someone messaged Pitstop and said, thank you for getting me to watch the F3 because he loved it. So mm. I'm really glad about that because I know a lot of people maybe don't get up that early for even the F2. Well, Jake and Fab had a very tiring weekend because oh Jake God, and Fab were long. up at 7 a.m. to watch it all. Mm. Yeah, every day we were up to watch all Quality of Quality sprint, feature race. I was out here with my duvet, 7 a.m. Mm. And Gabby didn't necessarily have the best weekend, but yeah, one point in the final race and he's a Formula 3 world champion. 
It was crazy in the Formula 3 when Pepe Martin went back on the... Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Went back on the track and accidentally hit that guy and that could have been really bad. Yeah, there was a couple incidents like that in the F2 as well. Charles Leclerc span out. But I will give that guy a shout out. He got straight out of his car and went over and said sorry. Like... Yeah. You could tell he was oh, really annoyed. Oh, I know what annoyed. you're talking about yeah, now. Yeah, when he, when, he, when he crashed and then he's, he tried to pull back on the track. Off, and went, come, yeah, comes back on the track. Man. Yeah, that could have been really bad. That's terrible. That but terrible. he knew it. Like, it wasn't like he was oblivious to it. And I felt sorry for him because these are just kids battling for the Well, it's F3, top, man. You know? It's F3. You know, when we had Gabby's like 18. Yeah. Is there anyone younger than 18 in the F3? I'm yeah, sure. definitely. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't give you ages or names. I yeah, still don't know definitely. everyone on the grid. I'm well, learning. I'm, I'm learning. But yeah, we're, we're just backing Gabby in there and he needs one more point. Yeah, it's a shame we got to wait until um, Monza now because yeah, F3 aren't racing Zambor, I don't think. Nope. But their next race is Monza. So that'd be interesting. Uh, moving into the F2 though, I've got a, a note here. Prema getting Behrman and Vesti out ASAP for quali. Mm -hmm. Were you watching the quali with me? Or were you watching it in bed? I can't remember. Yeah, I watched quali in bed. Amazing. No, I watched Quali with you. Did you? I can't even remember. No, no. All, the, all the mornings have merged yeah, into one. I know what you're on about. Yeah, so for the Quali in the F2, the Prema got both their drivers out first as soon as possible because rain was coming. Mm -hmm. Berman went out yeah, just went before left, Vesti. And it's mad because Berman beat Vesti by about half a second, but only because the rain started. Like he got, like, Berman got like one or two turns, which yeah. were dry. And by the time Vesti got there, they were raining. And everyone else... It was pissing it down. Mm. So, yeah, they absolutely smashed it. And that's why Prem are an amazing team, man. Which, yeah, they do make great decisions. Prem are great. And that obviously meant Oli started pole for the feature race. And it just didn't really go to plan. Like, there was a few things, a few, a few. Then again, the decision they made with him bringing him in may have been what ruined Oli's race. Yeah, I, that so, was a tough, tough especially one. Especially because he was on the radio and didn't necessarily want to come in. I thought he definitely could have got a couple more laps out. The thing is, out. I heard the commentary though. They were saying like, they have to act. They have to, because the rain's coming. They have to get him in. Mm. But Behrman was saying like, you know, I've got a couple more laps left in my tyres. I can go a bit longer. But they wanted to change him. If he had just stayed out, he would have still been first, I reckon. He I could know. have won that race. Oli is so, I'm excited for Oli. I do think one more year in F2 after this. And I think he'll just keep improving. He's still so young. Jack Doohan. Won his second Formula 2 yeah, race in congrats. a row. Jack doing congratulations. We'll give you a little clap. And also congrats Back to Enzo, Enzo Fittipaldi as well. He got his first win yeah. in F2, which is brilliant in the sprint race. That One thing I love about the F2 is just the fact there's how many different race winners there are. If anyone doesn't watch it, I'm pretty sure that was the 11th or the 12th different race winner across the sprint and feature races. You can't say that with like F1, can you? I couldn't watch an F1 race weekend without watching the F2 now. No, because it like adds a bit of a dynamic before it, doesn't it? To me, it's like going to a gig and you have the support acts on first. Mm. So you go to the main band to be playing at like nine, it. but you have like two or three like awesome bands that maybe you've never heard of before. And you go and then you end up loving their music. It's like a warm up to the show. That that's, is a great way to put that's it. That's what F2 is. Because if you love F1, but don't like F2, you're not going to know all the drivers. But the more that you watch it, the more you'll learn to love them. I love the way they have just different commentary themes as well. You, hearing different people commentate on it is nice because you hear people talk about the track differently. Crofty's obviously the GOAT, but hearing other people talk <coughs> about it and... It's, it's just Alex, nice. You Alex learn Brundle, isn't it? Yeah, Alex Brundle, Chris McCarthy. Who sounds just like his dad. Uh, there's another guy as well. Oh, I'm forgetting names here. This is bad. Yeah. Especially considering I'm speaking to one of them on Instagram. This is, <laughs> this is absolutely horrendously bad. I want to say... Again, last pod, 
this is so weird that this happened because I said to you, why can't they have some sort of guard or something Alex that goes... Alex Jacks. That's the name. Alex Jacks. That can't go at the back of the wheels to stop the spray yeah. going into the cars. I came off from that pod. Two days later, I went on Twitter, which I never do, and I saw that F1 or the FIA have already mocked up a design for it. And they wanted to release it for Spa, but they didn't. So in a way, you're like psychic. In a way, many people may think <laughs> that I preempted that, but I didn't. No. That purely came to me in a dream. Yeah, the FIA are definitely listening to the... Oh, breaking news! We forgot <laughs> to talk about the fact that Otmar Schaffen... Otmar... Safna. Schnafna has left Alpine. Not just Otmar. No, he's taking his best friend as well. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're best friends. Two of them are going. I've got a chart here. Alpine changes in the last 18 months. Okay. A lot. Look at that list. Oh. Considering that's 18 months, year and a half... I cannot pronounce these names. No, mate. no, this is going to be great. Marcin Budkowski. Oh, uh, Marcin Budkowski. Leaves. Leaves. Alan Prost. Leaves. Huh? Otmar Safnar Alan joins. Alan Prost, that's a driver. Yeah, he was like involved in the team, like how Helmut Marko is with Oh, Red really? Bull. It's in some sort of capacity, yeah. Otmar Safnar joins. Oscar Piastri. Leaves. Fernando Alonso. Leaves. Laurent Rossi changes role. Otmar Safnar Leaves. Alan, the other guy who you said, leaves, and Pat Fry leaves. So a lot of people have left Alpine. Mate, they're going to go on to some serious, serious changes now. Yeah, but uh, let's talk about this, because Otmar clearly said in an interview a couple of races ago, saying that he thinks Alpine will give him the time. I remember specifically watching it, saying that they were really involved with the project, and I know he's going to say that on TV. But then three days before he announced he left, he did another one saying that he expects that they'll give him the 100 races he's promised. So it was clearly something internally. How many's left then? Whether he was only like 30 or something into the 100 he was promised. Oh, no way. So, but I just, um, when, he le- when you leave with someone, is either something internally they did wrong or someone like Audi or one of these teams that we know that is trying to come into Formula One has been trying to get a team principal and people that are high up within a team to join them now to start the prep for when they come in. So I wonder whether he's been thrown. Do you reckon he's thrown like, a bone? Yeah. Do you reckon he's been like fired or do you reckon in the back of his head he's known he's got a massive money offer here? I don't think he's been fired. I don't know if the if the actual if it's actually out or not, the reason why, but I do know that there's been some internal stuff going on with Alpine because you've got to remember this is like a French team, right? Mm-hmm. But they're based in the UK. Yeah. So from what I've heard anyway, the team is kind of split down the middle. You have like the, yes, you know, the, they have somewhere in France. You have well, like the they? French side and you have the British side. And apparently they've just been butting heads. And I think personally, just I want the French to run Alpine. Personally, I would love to see Alpine still a French team. Yeah. You know, the factory off in the UK. Go live, like have the factory oh, yeah, back I do in agree with that. I, I do quite like that as well. Yeah. Like, that would be cool if that's where their factory is. And it would just make everything a bit different, wouldn't it? Mm. Like when I think of like the English teams here. I mean, I know Mercedes isn't necessarily an English team, but I know they're here. I know Red Bull's here. But Aston Martin is the one for me that is specifically, you're like England. Mm-hmm. And then you're like Silverstone, especially because they're at Silverstone. Yeah. But like, yeah, with teams like Alpine, if you're going to, especially with two French drivers, it would make sense really, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd like that. And a bit of, you know, a bit of cultural diversity. Is that the right word on the grid? Whatever. I, I don't know. The, the less British it is, the more fun it gets teams from everywhere i'd love that i also want to go back to the pod previously I've done this a few times already take us right back we were talking about ai cars okay self-driving cars yes 
and how there could be a race division where you don't need a driver and the teams just operate the cars like remote control cars and whatever cars the quickest wins. Well, apparently that already exists. Oh, God. Did someone tell us that? <laughs> someone said, I was listening to your recent podcast about AI racing. It's a real thing. This is from Rosie Ashley. Thanks for the DM. She said, there is, Indy there is an Indy 500 branch of four groups, I believe, who have AI driving cars. Now, I, I haven't researched it, but it's very but interesting. But that's something for us to look into and talk about. And we should watch it. We, yeah, I can't really imagine how AI driving cars work, but it's interesting to know that that's currently going on. I've got some notes from the weekend as well. Hello. One of the things I wanted to talk about is the use of wet tyres. Right. Because Brundle was annoyed that they were relying on the trucks to remove all the water at Spa. And he obviously says, like, we have wet tyres. What's the point in having them? Are we not going to have any wet races, pretty much? Mm. Like, and I get it at Spa. It can be seen as a dangerous track. Like, we know. The spray is awful. Mm. And going out in the wet is dangerous at every track. But... If Formula One, not necessarily for Spa, I'm talking across the grid here. Remember at Monaco, the rain, everything. If we're not going to go out in the rain, in the wet, why do we have wet tyres? Like, I'm starting to, I don't know, because I haven't watched for long enough. But back in the day, I, I just feel like, has it, has it become, has Formula One become more and more and more, we won't race in the rain, we won't race in the rain? Because I swear I've seen videos of them going round in the pissing rain in wet. There's definitely a, a line between, like, you know, heavy rain and then, like, just torrential downpour yeah because you can't aquaplane right so it depends whether the rain has like settled is that right because if there's like puddles everywhere if you have standing water you could aquaplane yeah so they can't go on that right well you mean you have wet tires for standing water so like inters are for when there's no standing water but it's raining mm. wet tires is when there's standing water but then if there's a massive puddle like, what, what are you going to do you have That's to stop true. it then. But it's, the question is, do you think Spa was too wet to race? George, George is trying to get it taken off the calendar. I know. I, yeah, I know. Which is crazy. Listen, I think, yes, it's dangerous, but motorsport is dangerous Across the anyway. Board. Everywhere. Anyway, it is. But there is a limit when it's, it's, you know, it's too wet. But, you know, I think Brundle and, and Crofty were saying... We haven't seen uh, Bert Mylander, Bert Mylander, the safety car driver, like proper having it around the corners mm -hmm. as much as he used to. He would go out and test the track to see if it's wet enough, and he hasn't been doing that as much recently for whatever reason, whether it's the re the safety regulations or what. He had a, he had not a little spin, but Bert Mylander that time he, definitely went out a he little bit. Really didn't tweaked it? It out a little <laughs> bit. It's bad that I'm watching it. Like I shouldn't do this, but I'm watching it thinking, imagine how funny it'd be if the safety car span out because it would just be jokes. Well, you and me were saying, he you know he must love it when he's got wet races because it means he gets to go around and do a load of formation laps. Yeah, and they did do a load of formation laps, which didn't necessarily take away from the racing. Well, it did take a few laps away. But imagine being him. Like, you're driving a lovely car around Spa. <laughs> Listening and to the radio. And you're, and you're leading 20 F1 cars. You can look in your rearview mirror and see Max Verstappen behind you. That's sick. And they're getting soaked as well. You know that they're all just getting Because in that cockpit, it must get so wet. Yeah. But yeah, after that sure. sprint, one of the main things I loved was, yes, the fact that Oscar Piastri was second. I still am so happy about that. But when Oscar got out his car... You know, and, and Gasly, Gasly third as well. Like mm, that, yeah. that is special. That is I was buzzing for that. I'm so happy about that. In the sprint. Yeah. And um, yeah, when Oscar got out the car, he, the first thing he does is check Max's tires. Mm. 
Um, and I noticed that because I remember when um, Vettel used to check the cars after it, and that always cracks me up because I see the meme like fifty thousand euro fine because <laughs> Vettel would always touch. Well, I found a comparison photo of it, mate. Yes, yeah, I've seen it. I've You've seen, seen it? it. So yeah, there's Verstappen's tires, Piastri's tires, and Gasly's tires. Verstappen's look like he did like two laps, doesn't it? They they barely look touched. It's and then crazy. When you look at Oscars. Oscars and 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 Gasly's are, are both shredded up. That's amazing tire management. Is that purely Max or is that part well, this is, is that I wanted the car to talk about well? this because I still can't quite get a grasp how there's obviously a difference between the cars. Max was quicker and out front. But in my mind, that would mean that his tyres would be worse than Oscar's because <laughs> yeah. he's been pushing quicker around the track. Yeah, so it how makes complete sense. Do Oscar's look worse? Is it because like braking points, the way you brake? Yeah. Because, for example, if you're always braking hard, your tyres are going to take more of a hit. If Whereas you're... if you're braking a little bit and lifting coasting, it's <laughs> nice. definitely not the right usage, but I like no, that No, that is, that is right. That is the right usage. If you're leading a race and you're, no one's battling you, if you've got much of, as much of a lead as Max does, he's not fighting anyone. He's not going to be driving as stressfully, as intense. If you're, if you're racing someone mm. and you're battling into a corner and it's the last one to break and you're you know, really slamming those brakes on, then you are going to smash the tyres up. But Oscar didn't necessarily, wasn't really battling anyone in second. Not and his really. tyres were slammed. I think it's something to do with the car as well. I think the aero has an effect on it. You reckon? Yeah, I do. Well, yeah, because maybe it does, actually, because that's why Oscar was looking at them. Maybe I reckon Oscar was thinking, like, how on earth are my tyres like that? And his tyres are like that. They're out there mm. for pretty much the same, only one lap difference. Yeah. And I like the way um, when Red Bull didn't pit on that first lap in the sprint, a bit of me was thinking, oh, well, this is going to be great. Oscar's going to come out in front, which he did. But then Red Bull after were asked about it. And I like the fact that Max was like, look, in our opinion, that was the best decision. He's happy he did that lap because he didn't want the traffic. He wanted to make sure that it wasn't a double pit with Perez. And Max has got the speed. Like, he's quite happy to go out there and quite happy to do that. I don't know. Obviously, it was a shame in the um, feature race for Oscar. But should we get into that? Because you reviewed it. And it'd be quite interesting to... It's a shame <laughs> Oscar DNFing on that first corner. But it Oscar, doesn't look like it was Oscar's fault. In the you got the video there. In the post-race interviews, we watched Oscars and then we watched Sciences. Sciences. And Oscar was very tentative and, and kind of careful what he said. And he didn't really shift any blame onto Carlos. He kind of tried to assess the situation, which I he understand. He feels like it closed, right? Yeah, yeah. Um and it's mate, I change my opinion depending on, on whose camera I'm watching. Like you watch signs as one and from the video cam, you know, looking forward, he's battling Lewis. He's turning into the corner. He hasn't cut the corner. He's hit the apex nicely, but then he's got mirrors on the car. And I know he's not focusing the mirrors. Mm. He's in a, he's in a battle with Lewis into turn one, but you know, the mirrors are there for a reason. That's one side of the, of the situation. But then you look at Oscar's cam Oscar had nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. He's pulled off the line. He's going in a straight line. And if you watch it, Sainz is to the left of him. And as Oscar is going into the corner in a straight line, Sainz just comes all the way over to the right, obviously to get the apex as close as he can, take it on the inside and just go round it. But by doing that, Oscar's completely pushed. Well, Sainz locks up. And Sainz does lock up. So that's how you... That's, for me, that's what made that situation Sainz's fault because he's... He's driving up, he's behind Lewis for a mm -hmm. start, and Oscar is coming up his inside. He, Carlos breaks too late. If yeah. he didn't move into the middle of the track, 
he would have gone into the back of Lewis because he breaks yes, too late. That's yes, why he, he locked up. It, yeah. So he's got two options. You go left or you go right. He's going to go... Oh, I don't know why I'm sounding so confident here, but I feel like I'm right. No, you are right. He has, he's, he goes left or right. If you go left, you're going to take the outside of the corner. He would have took Perez out. You uh, yeah, and you'd lose the position. Whereas if you go on the inside, you know, he's got a good chance of battling. But then, but then it's not Oscar's fault. Oscar was... No. As far as I'm concerned, Oscar was in a, in a correct position. And I guarantee someone's going to listen to this. Well, there's, say, there's different ways to look no at idea. it. Yeah, if Signs didn't lock up, Signs <laughs> locked up and had to avoid going into the back of Hamilton by going right, which put him in front of Piastri. So that is then Signs' fault. At the same time, Signs came out and is in complete blame of Oscar, like Oscar shouldn't have been there kind of thing. And does make a good point. There has been a lot of crashes previously in different series on that corner from people making that exact move. And yeah. he says that that could be like a rookie thing. He didn't know to go up that thing. He said anytime three cars have gone into that first yeah. turn, it hasn't ended And well. I can understand that. And I'm also looking at it here and I can see that every other car is lined up to take the apex at a different angle to Oscar. Oscar is clearly going for the, the inside corner. Maybe Oscar was just excited after the sprint and wanted to take a dive up the inside. Who knows? I don't but, think there's anywhere he could go. But either way, there was nowhere he could go. It's a racing incident. Mm. And I remember seeing it live. Because we watched the race, by the way. Guys. In F1 Arcade. It was great. Thank F1 you, Sky Arcade. Sports, for having us down. Yeah, we massive thank the, you to Sky Sports. It was really cool. Good to see some of our friends we haven't seen in a while. And good to watch the race in an environment where there was, like, like people. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, it was it was really nice to watch you race with people. But, yeah, I remember seeing that happen live. And I just... I didn't see the, the collision, but I saw him just slow down. I thought, yeah. no. I was like, please be loud. <laughs> please be loud, <laughs> No, it was Oscar. Shame. But Lando did well as well in the race. I didn't want it to be Lando either, but yeah, Lando, Lando did do well. Just both McLarens are picking up points now. Both McLarens are right there. It's going to be exciting to see how far they can take it. Yeah. Like how, how long this can stay for. Obviously, they can't compete for the title this year, but could they be coming back next year with a car that could... Who knows? Who knows if they par. can even carry it on? We've seen Aston Martin kind of reach a bit of a peak this year. And now kind of... Do you think that's it? They kind of plateaued out a little well, bit. Alonso came fifth this weekend. I mean, it's not, not the podium Excuse that he promised. Alonso came fifth in the race. Uh, yeah. Well, and Lance Stroll came ninth. Alonso so crashed in the, the safety, in the sprint race. Yeah, that was a shame. You don't usually see Alonso crash. Don't, mate. No. For good reason, because he's the best. I saw loads of memes and everyone was like... I think everyone thought it was Lance. <laughs> also, I've got written down here, a five-second time penalty for Lewis collision with Perez. I've got, that's effing ridiculous. It was a racing incident. Yeah, do you remember that? They were just racing. And Perez retired. That was in the sprint as well. Uh, that was a racing incident for me. Yeah, it happens. Racing incidents happen. You know, uh, we have them on the game every now and again. And we, we don't argue, do we? No, you just drive into me. Uh, but no, but we've started doing it fair now because there's no other cars on the track, is there? So that if we crash, we can just wait and let the other person catch up, which is perfect. Yeah. That's the way it should be. A fair race for everyone. I had a battle everyone. the other day. Might hop on with Brad Benavides later and do a few laps. <laughs> the final standings for the Spa race, as we know, Max won, Perez second. Perez needed that. Perez needed that weekend so bad. We all know the pressure is meant to be there from Ricardo. Uh, I went for 17th this week with Daniel Ricardo. Last week I got it right with my prediction. And he was 17th until the final lap and finished 16th. So, And Fab said 15th. So he's in the middle of both of us. In the middle. So I think that was actually quite a good prediction. Both of us are absolutely amazing. People. So what you've learned here is Pit Stop are amazing at predicting where Daniel Ricardo finishes. We don't know what we're going to predict for the next race yet. Because it's absolutely miles away. Yep, I gave Ruth my lap again. She asked what lap I wanted. I said lap 26. Um, I don't know what happened on lap 26, do you? No, I don't know. It's probably something awesome. So, yeah, 
Tire blankets. We spoke about them on the pod a couple of times, Hello. haven't we, throughout our amazing history that has been pit stop. Hello. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who've been listening from the beginning, as we know, tire blankets were meant to be removed at the end of this year. You weren't meant to have them anymore. From the start of next season, they were going to be doing it for like, it's more eco-friendly, I think. We were always like, how does that make sense? They're going to have cold tires and mm-hmm. that. But they're not doing that anymore. All the teams went to FIA and they reviewed it and they've suspended it for another year because the teams were like, how's this going to work? How are we going to not have tire blankets pretty much? So next year then? And they've come, nope, next year they'll still have tire blankets now. It was meant to be none next year, but they've oh. suspended it. Oh, right. So tire blankets are staying. F1 will introduce an equalization of power unit oh, regulations yeah. for 2026. Now that... That if, is big news. If that's true, then that's serious, mate, because that means no more Red Bull domination. Well, the actual... And there's, there's a bit more info on it, isn't it? it they, it's with if you're not within 3%. So if the engine manufacturer is more than 3% behind the most powerful engine, they will be given more time to improve. That is what the article oh, right. says. Oh, okay. Which would basically... So it's still down to the team to try and make yeah, those improvements. Yeah. It's still mm. down to the teams, but it would ultimately hopefully bring it all closer together i guess that's where they're going with it yeah i mean by that point max would have had you know essentially probably five world championships he could be a bit bummed by that because mm. he's going to want to beat lewis yeah he is he we, is. we don't know what's going to happen over the next two years anyway i mean if you think about it being red bull dominance for the next two years up until 2026 then yeah. That's true. Who knows, mate? But I don't think that's going to go down too well. There's going to be some toys thrown out of the pram, I think. <laughs> In our Gabby episode, we had a clip that we put online where we said, would you like all cars to be the same? Now, that clip has gone viral on YouTube, which has led to a lot of people commenting, telling me and Fab that we're completely wrong, which is fair. You know? wrong about I don't what? mind being wrong. Well, we seem to have hit an audience on YouTube that are telling us that Formula One has nothing to do with the drivers. And apparently it's a constructor sport. So basically, what and and, but, and but I just get, because someone on YouTube has left a comment saying that doesn't mean it's true. No, 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 but it is. Yeah, but it's also about the driver. But it is the team, isn't it? Really, like re- the drivers change, the team stay pretty much. So I do get what they're saying. Yeah, but then you've had some drivers who have outlasted teams loads. Yeah, I, I see it from both sides, but I just wanted to talk about it because you feel like it's become more of a driver sport now that the drivers have their own now that the drivers have like followings their own personalities fans merch everything is so like a driver a driver a driver that maybe you forget a little bit like i don't know that's a team that's a team that's a team Uh, it's easy to support a driver not a team don't you think i think that's always the same do you think think it's it's always always been like that yeah of course michael schumacher and senna like those kind of those people you know they've always carried the sport Mm. so yeah i don't think anything's changed now i think it's I think it's it's always been a team sport. Of course it has. And I tell all of our friends from back home that because like, you know, Andrew was saying to me the other day, like, oh, I don't want to watch the F1 because like it's nothing to do with the driver. It's about the, t- about the car. And I was like, well, yeah, but that's kind of the beauty of the sport is that it's a team sport. Mm. Like it's not just about the guy driving the car. It's about how, how quick the car is, but it's still about the driver as well. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I can see it from both sides. I like for me I I support all the teams and all the drivers but I can see it from a fan point of view like if you follow a driver if you're a big fan of a driver you will support them no matter where they go like they would be at one team so you won't necessarily be like I'm a mad Ferrari fan you're for example you could be a Charles Leclerc fan and then if he randomly signed for McLaren are you suddenly then a mad 
McLaren fan or a Charles Leclerc fan. I don't really know what I'm saying, but basically no, we've I got get, a load of comments. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Um, that is a good question. Because that's where I feel like the sport has changed now. It's where... like Schumacher spent so long at Ferrari that when he went away and then came back and he did go to like Mercedes, mm. he's still, you know, it's still Schumacher. Mm. But it just, some for me anyway, as a child, like something just wasn't quite right. Not seeing him in that red suit. Still mm. supported him, but of course you did, but... I don't know. Schumacher was one of those people, same as Lewis, where like they've created such a fan base around themselves that they could go anywhere. That's not the same for all drivers, I don't think. That reminds me. We had a conversation with someone yesterday. Can't say any names. Don't want to drop any so- any um, sources. But they said that they think they could see Charles Leclerc at McLaren. Now, I have yeah. never in a million years thought about that. But then no. if Lando does go to Red Bull... Well, they were saying that Charles ain't happy at Ferrari. Well, clearly not, mate. This guy yeah. wants to be winning world championships. How many years is he going to give them? I know, yeah. And it'll be tough for him because Vassal being there, they're good friends. Like, I don't know, the dynamic of Ferrari seems weird to me. I, I don't know, and maybe if they start winning, it'll all change. But for me, the main thing is you just don't see the drivers like doing much together and... I'm not saying they should be meeting up on Wednesday every day for, you know, tea and coffee. <laughs> curry night. But I'm just not <laughs> feeling as much of a friendship there. You know, a curry night. Curry, curry club. Monopoly at Leclerc's on Tuesday. Yeah, I don't know, really. I just, that for me, like, I don't try to get too involved with thinking about that kind of stuff. I just, for me, that's like the beauty of Formula One. And that's what is going to be exciting. Like every year, like you never know what's going to happen any year. Someone could go anywhere. Yeah, I would like, that's that's the thing. It, with there being more top teams, it makes it better for like silly season because out of nowhere, you will see that driver go from that team because things will happen internally. Offers will be thrown around. Money mm. will be thrown around. You never know what happens with a sponsor. Like one driver on the grid could be backed by a massive sponsor and they could move to another team nothing to do with the car or whether they even want to just because the sponsor's moving mm. they could move with them so the way that it could all change and happen internally would is, is madness and that's one thing i always loved about the sport um from drive survive when you learned about it all and yeah you saw what happens within the teams i kind of love all that stuff well, all that's the behind why, the scenes stuff that's why i get excited for august as well because i know the racing isn't on but one i know it's when it comes back i'm gonna be like hell yeah can't yeah, wait. yeah and two yeah all these weird rumors start happening so and it's yeah. perfect time for us because fab's dodgy websites is gonna be it is, that Fab's dodgy website is going to be flying, so don't worry about Fabian Nui. We're going to try and get some exclusive news off our guest tomorrow. I'm really excited about the guest tomorrow, because like you were saying within the gap, whilst there's no Formula One on, we might as well get some Formula One stories from people, someone within, very within. And these are going to be great stories. Yeah. So the next episode, I don't know if it's going to be out on Thursday or Sunday. I think maybe Sunday. Probably the Sunday, yeah. I yeah, we'll so. wait till the weekend, I think. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it and everyone at home should be as well. Yeah, so don't worry about the summer break, guys. Pit Stop are right here and we're going to be dropping our episodes, keeping you busy, uploading videos on socials. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be great, guys. So, like, buckle up and strap in and do all of that good stuff because it's going to be epic. But for now... We will leave you. We will leave you to have a great week. We saw some people sending us videos about Fab's motivational quote in the last episode. I'm glad that inspired oh, yeah. people. Yeah, guys, I'm glad you, you heard that. That was just, you know, straight. That was just raw emotion. 
That was just from the heart. That wasn't was straight it? off the top of the dome. I, that wasn't preempted. No, but came, you came are out. spot on. You are spot on. Yeah. Everyone's got to make the most of this amazing thing that we have in front of us. Exactly. Every day is a new day. Exactly. I saw Eddie Murphy say you've got roughly 72 summers, 72 winters, 72 autumns, and 72 springs in your life. So that isn't a lot when you think about it. Make the most of it. Yeah, exactly. 72 times I will stand out there and be like, hmm, this is summer. I love summer. Yeah. And you've got two episodes of Pit Stop every week, you lucky, lucky people. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Pit Stop podcast. Please do rate it five stars. It really helps us out. And if you go on Spotify, Apple, whatever you're listening on and click the follow button, that helps us as well. You'll know when we have an episode go live. And you don't want to miss Fab's dodgy websites or the next guest. The next guest is going to be mega, guys. So mm. get ready. Get ready. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Happy birthday, Fernando Alonso, by the way. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you.